Welcome to Faith FM. I don't know why I did that, but I just I heard this song and I was like, that just sounds like yeah, awesome. You're you and your radio voice. <laughs> you're listening to Blake and Mon this morning on the live breakfast show, and we are about to get into the quiz of the day. Yes. <laughs> That's teamwork. I'm excited. Okay. Okay. So, uh, hang on. DJ Shell, am I giving away the answer to the 300-point question? Yeah, okay. Wait, can I? Let me read it out, and then okay. you can tell me the answer if you think you can. If know I it. think I know it. It took me a little it. while, but I think I got it. Okay. So, what would you call flowers of Sharon belonging to the Ten Commandments man? Roses of Moses. Moses Roses. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that the the the, 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 the wow? Sorry, I'm thinking about my <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> Do you know where that comes from in the Bible? No, it, um, it's, um, it's in Song of Solomon, chapter two, and the, it starts. It's a, it's a story about a country girl in a palace, and it starts with "I am the rose of Sharon and the lily of the valleys, like a lily among well, the I was so thinking my lily. I was thinking lily of the valley. I was thinking that, but I was like lilies, Moses, not. And then I was like roses. <laughs> Because it rhymes, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it always reminds me of uh, Moses supposes <laughs> from Singing in the Rain. <laughs> anyway, okay, so let me give you the next one. Uh, this one is worth 400 points, so we're really wow. getting along. Um, there's only two more after this. So this is this one is actually quite difficult. I could not figure this okay. one out. Okay, so what did the Apostle Paul say some Christians might do to the detriment of less mature believers? What did the Apostle Paul say some Christians might do to the detriment of less mature believers? Give us a call or a text if you think you know the answer. 0491-064-669. Don't hear it one more time? Yeah. What did the Apostle Paul say some Christians might do to the detriment of less mature believers? Two words, it's got to rhyme. Nothing to do with circumcision, right? No. Okay. Sorry, I was just thinking about that. Don't give... (laughs) Stop that, DJ Shell. She's doing charades and giving away clues. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I will be thinking about that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's jump into our 20 million movement. You know about this, don't you? Yes, I do. Yeah, you were talking about it on Sabbath. I was. I was visiting your church on Sabbath and I heard you preach and you did an announcement about this and you were all amped up about it. Yeah, I am. I'm always amped up. (laughs) Not normally. <laughs> so what is it we're doing here? Um, well, before we do that, I just want to say if any of our listeners uh, want to text us in mm-hmm. uh, with that answer, it's 0491-064-669. And we've actually had some text messages oh, that have come in. Man. Number one, uh, someone texted in and said, Monica, great job on being top four healthy, flawless skin. Praise well the done. Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also, yeah, someone texted in about the tennis conspiracy, uh, no freedom of thought. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I just want to, and he said, <laughs> he said, you are now the conspiracy king. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get a tinfoil hat for you. So, tinfoil crown. <laughs> uh, conspiracy Blake has, uh, the new title conspiracy king over here. Um, then we also have, uh, no vac, no entry, simple. Okay, as so I, I think that's uh, I think that is someone who is on the side of kicking Djokovic out. She she might actually 
be on the U.S. or not the U.S. the Aussie tennis <laughs> department to be like, nah, get him <laughs> out of here. Continues. We don't. We don't want but to. But he, he has recovered from COVID, so that is as good as a natural vaccine. So that's you can say he is. But that's what not the, according to this person. Not according to this, this person, tennis yeah. person. <laughs> yeah, this, this person. Clearly, they also are working with the tennis. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the sure. tennis organization. <laughs> So if you have any more thoughts on Djokovic or the Bible or the quiz, text us at 0491-064-669. We want to hear from you. Or if you just want to encourage uh, Blake and Mon as we attempt It's not only Blake and Mon, it's Conspiracy King Blake and Mon of the (laughs) Flawless Skin. Yes. (laughs) Mon of the Flawless flawless Skin Order. (laughs) Those are our new titles. Yes. (laughs) Okay. I love that. <laughs> so tell everyone what we're doing here with our twenty million. Like, what's the twenty million about, Blake? So twenty million uh, Bible, twenty million movement Bible study is a Bible study that uh, happens all around the world. Everyone, well, not everyone, but twenty million people are mm. participating in the same Bible study in uh, hundreds of different countries, and we're just going through yeah. the Book of Hebrews this quarter. Which is so, nice of you if you think about it. Like, what's the population of Australia? I'm Googling as I say this. About 25 million, I would okay, say. Okay, so almost the entire country, yeah. like the population of Australia, is doing this Bible study all at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, join us. Join this the 20 the million equivalent. Movement. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're going to dive into the book of Hebrews. We're going to start in chapter 2, but I always just like to say a little word of prayer before I dive into the word of God. So let's have a word of prayer. Father in heaven, as we spend time in your word, we pray for wisdom and discernment, and we ask that we can grow closer to you today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. So we're starting here in Hebrews, which is uh, a book, or it's really an epistle, but it is a book of the Bible in the New Testament, of the 27 books in the New Testament. It's one of them, and it's written, believed to be written by Paul. Um, There's a little bit of contention on that. because it doesn't necessarily say that right off, but it, it is generally accepted that Paul is the writer of Hebrews, and he's writing uh, a letter to the Hebrews to kind of explain the process of salvation uh, from their perspective through Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. Okay. And so we are now here in chapter 2, verse 1. Mom, would you maybe read verses, I'd say, could we go 1 to 4? Would sure. that work for you? Sure. Hebrews chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. So we must listen very carefully to the truth we have heard, or we may drift away from it. For the message God delivered through angels has always stood firm, and every violation of the law and every act of disobedience was punished. So what makes us think we can escape if we ignore this great salvation that was first announced by the Lord Jesus himself and then delivered to us by those who heard him speak? And God confirmed the message by giving signs and wonders and miraculous, various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit whenever he chose. Yes. Wow. Okay. So it's a warning about drifting away. Right. Yeah. And it, and it happens, like, let me just give you a little example here. Um, do you know what a rip is in the, like the ocean? Like a riptide? Yeah, riptide. Yeah, I can't, yeah. Like so it's like, thing, yeah. so all the water is always coming up onto the beach, right? Mm. And but if the water is always flowing up onto the beach, it can't just stay on the beach because it has to go back out into the ocean or it would just keep coming up onto the land nonstop. It would have a tsunami. Right. Yeah, actually, which we do have a warning for. But yeah. I, I think it's I think past, it's past. Yeah. Thank goodness. Um, praise the Lord for that. Mm-hmm. Um, we With this idea of a rip, 
like you can just be sitting or think that you're just sitting. Everything's fine and calm. You're talking to your friends. Maybe you got, um, actually you probably would have a hat and sunglasses on and a shirt because you're protecting your skin. <laughs> yeah, uh, eating vegetables. And then you're in a little, uh, like one of those little flamingos. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And as you're sitting on your little flamingo, all of a sudden you just start drifting on out to the open ocean because mm-hmm. this rip will catch you and take you back. You don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be aware of it. You don't have to fight it. You don't even have to be knowledge. You can just have your eyes closed. You're not making any conscious decisions. No conscious decision, And you're just getting away. drifted out to sea. Now, one thing that people do as well when you're talking about drifting out is you can fight against it and swim against it, but that won't actually help because you'll actually just get taken farther, farther out. You can't fight a rip. But instead of swimming back to the beach, you swim to the left or to the right of the rip. And then you come back to the beach. Oh. Okay, so what what I'm what I'm kind of bringing up with that analogy is in this opportunity or in this uh, passage of scripture here, we see what's happening with so many people is it's not that they're doing anything wrong. They're not doing anything uh, necessarily evil against the Lord. They're just doing nothing, mm-hmm. and so they're just drifting away in their relationship, uh, drifting away from salvation, drifting away in their relationship with so the they're Lord. Not, they're not making a conscious decision for Christ. They're not making any active decisions, and therefore they're just drift. They're adrift. Right. They're well, they're anchor. not. They're not making a decision for or against. Right. Yeah. They're just kind of drifting along in kind of the. If you go to like a water park, the lazy lagoon, the lazy oh, lagoon, yeah, yeah. where you're just mm-hmm. sitting there and just. Yeah. And it's so easy to get caught in that cycle and to be drifting away from the Lord because uh, it is easy because it takes an effort to have a relationship with anyone, especially Mm -hmm. with the Lord. Like, you got to put that effort in. Yeah. You can't just let your relationship set to drift. You have to actually be active and make proactive decisions and conscious decisions. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. We actually have an example of that. We were at that wedding yesterday, and I don't know if you heard in the speeches, um, they were saying that Caleb, the groom, he'd met many girls, you know, and just had never really made any active decisions about any of them. And then when he met Katie, he got so proactive about that relationship, and he was doing whatever it took to get that girl to be his wife. <laughs> That's so true. Actually, one of my favorite things about Caleb is I knew him before and after, mm-hmm. Um he showers a lot more now. Yeah. Um, Amen. He, he also just grooms better. Yeah, he, his skin's looking clearer. He um, he dresses so nice mm-hmm. at church. I remember all of a sudden, because uh, he was he had been to my church for a long time, he was just like regular bloke, like no big deal. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, this dude was like dressed to the nines coming Smelling into church, good. and I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Who are you? It's a girl. He's like, I've met a girl. <laughs> I was like, whoa, <laughs> Absolutely. Like, it, he put the effort in. Yeah. You know? And yeah. any relationship that there's no effort being put forth, there will be a drifting away. Yeah. And whether so you can pretend it won't, but it will. Mm-hmm. And there's got to be effort uh, being put towards making sure that you're staying in that connection with salvation. Amen. Um, can we, let's keep going here in yeah, verse sure. five. Maybe we can go five to, maybe five to nine. You want me to read, read that? that? Yeah. yeah, sure. Hebrews two verses five to nine. And furthermore, it is not angels who will have, who will control the future world we are talking about. For in one place, the scriptures say, What are mere mortals that you should think about them, or a son of man that you should care for him? 
Yet you made them only a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. You gave them authority over all things. Now when it says all things, it means nothing is left out. But we have not yet seen all things put under their authority. What we do see is Jesus, who was given a position a little lower than the angels. And because he suffered death for us, he is now crowned with glory and honor. Yes, by God's grace, Jesus tasted death for everyone. Wow. That's cool. So, so first off, let's establish. Uh, angels are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to point out, like, if you read the biblical account of angels coming, mm. multiple times you've got regular people who are just, like, bowing down trying to worship them, and then the angels are like, hey, don't do that. Yeah. You know, only worship the Lord. Uh, but clearly there must be so incredible and so majestic, so just uh, awe-inspiring that if these people are just bowing down to worship them, it's something incredible, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, but with all that in mind, we as human beings are made just a little lower than the angels, right? Mind-boggling. Which is really crazy. So, you know, maybe we can't do all the cool, powerful things that angels can do, but in terms of beauty of creation, we're just a little lower than the angels, which means we need to recognize how important we are in terms of creation. Like there's a lot of people who are like really into uh, cats and and (laughs) elephants and and animals and all that kind of stuff, right? Which is fine. Nothing wrong with any of that. But the problem is um, none of those animals are more important than human beings. Yeah. Okay, because humans were created in the image of God and humans are... Very, very valuable, right? And yeah, we're so valuable to God that he sent his son to die. Right, yeah. and not only sent his son to die, but sent his son to become mm. a little lower than the angels. Yeah. And that's what we're reading about right here. So that we, he basically tastes death on our behalf. He says, I'm going to become a human like you humans, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to uh, essentially taste death on your behalf. Like. Uh, Bible says in I think it's Romans six twenty three, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Right, mm-hmm. and so we have this example that Jesus is setting and giving us, saying, "Hey, these wages that you deserved to receive to die, I'm going to do that in your place." Right, and uh, we're going to have every all the bad stuff that is on you that you deserve. I'm going to take that on board myself as a human that I have sacrificed my position in heaven of king of kings, lord of lords. I'm going to humble myself to become a little baby, just like regular other little babies as well, too. I know some people who think that uh, baby Jesus didn't poop. Like what? I know. They just think he's just like <laughs> this perfect, beautiful, nothing ever bad, but he would have cried. He would have pooped. Uh, he, he would have blocked up. Yeah, he would have, he would have been just like a human being, yeah, right? Yeah. And, and it's so important for us to recognize everything that he sacrificed so that he could then sacrifice even more so mm-hmm. that we could have life when we deserved death. And by the way, sin. pooping is really healthy. If you can't poop, you might know about that. So <laughs> that's any true. of you people who think that baby Jesus didn't poop, that's not a good thing. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. And, and, and God created the human body in such a beautiful, uh, miraculous way that we we need to recognize that that's not a bad thing, you know. Mm. Of of course, yeah. Um, one thing as well, when we look here in verse nine, it says, 
For in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him, but now we do not yet see all things put under him. Okay, but we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, might taste death for every everyone. I actually think that we don't really comprehend what Jesus actually did. Yeah, You know, like, we pretend to. Like we want to, we we attempt to, but we can't really comprehend what it was like to actually give everything up to mm. come. And there was no guarantee that the plan would work. Like there was only like, well, there was the word of God to say that it would work. Yeah. But that requires the faith, you know. And so he comes and he says, I'm going to accomplish this on your behalf. And I think recognizing how big of a sacrifice before the cross ever even happened, how big of a sacrifice Jesus made just to come down is a really powerful thing. Yeah, I've never thought about that. We probably won't recognize the magnitude of that action until we go to heaven and I guess maybe experience a little bit of like what it was he actually gave up and left behind. Yeah. And yeah. once we're there we're like, what are you doing? This is <laughs> why would you do this? You know? Like, yeah. Why would you leave this? <laughs> because he loves us so yeah, much. Well, yeah. Like real, real love. Um mm-hmm. it's it's very interesting, you know going back to the wedding theme that we mm-hmm. had yesterday, uh, we talked about different types of love. Well, I did because I was doing the ceremony. Um, we talked about, you know, philo, uh, eros, and uh, agape love. And that agape kind of love, philo's friendship, eros is like that romantic love. But agape love is that self-sacrificial kind of love, mm-hmm. that deep level of sacrificial commitment that Jesus he is our example of what love looks like. He laid down his life so that we might we might have life. So he basically dies the death that we deserve so that we can live the life he deserves. Is a God by love similar to like a parent to a child kind of love? Very, very okay. similar. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. a, a, a child, uh, especially a baby, a newborn child, they're mm. completely and totally and utterly helpless. Mm. Like they can't do anything. And yet... Uh, with with a parent, because of the love, they sacrifice their time, their energy, their effort, their resources, so that they can raise this child because they're in love with it. Mm-hmm. Not, and the child doesn't really do anything other than be cute, goo goo gaga, yeah, 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 you know. And <laughs> thank you so much for giving me food and shelter and clothing and and cuddling and protection. So. Uh, in and after my wife's from Africa, and they have this thing where. They just strap the babies on their back, like mm-hmm. so that when the baby is born. And I was always like, well, "What's going on with that? Why would you do that?" And there, and the reasoning is, their ear is right against their the chest on the oh. back, tied up. And so, you know, nine months they've been spending in the womb. They come back out, and now they're out, but they're kind of put back right onto the body on the mm-hmm. back there. And they got a little towel, and they tie them up. And the baby's just right there on the back, uh, listening to that heartbeat again. That that connection with, Aww. and the baby couldn't do anything without the mom. But yeah. the baby, but the mom just straps up the baby and then goes to work and does all sorts of crazy stuff. So I didn't know that's why they did that. I mean, I've yeah. seen it so many times. Like it soothes the baby when you yeah. see pictures in Africa. But yeah, I didn't know that. That's so sweet. Yeah. So it's like, that's hey, beautiful. This is your mom's heartbeat that mm-hmm. you listen to for nine months, and yeah. it's soothing, and it will help you sleep. Yeah. yeah. Did so, you strap your babies to your back? No. Is it too hairy back there? <laughs> I didn't I didn't do that, no. <laughs> that was mom's job. I 
I just played fun games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet. <laughs> well, your kids turn out pretty cool. Well, I yeah. think so. I, mm-hmm. I'm very, very thankful for that. Uh, shout out to <laughs> shout out to my my son who's getting married actually too. Yeah, way really. He's getting married in two three weeks actually. So. Oh wow! Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting for you. <laughs> it is exciting actually. <laughs> You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Welcome back to Faith FM, the Breakfast Show live and happening here with Blake and Mon. Conspiracy King Blake and one of the flawless King. How many times do I have to say <laughs> I'm this? Sorry, sorry. Cons- <laughs> your host, Conspiracy King Blake and Mon of the, of the Order of the Flawless Skin. Thank you. <laughs> yes, Thank okay. You. That's what it's called. <laughs> um, that's right. Uh, we are here on Faith FM. We want you to call or text us at 0491-064-669. And I just want to share with you, Bruce has just sent in, this is, this is amazing. I love it. Humility is lowness rather than highness. And he made us a little lower to help us rise higher through humility. Yeah, wow. wow. Isn't that crazy? The way up is down. Yeah. Mm. That is crazy. That's yeah. the sermon title. Uh-huh. Uh that Oh, you're at church. I learned that <laughs> right, on Sabbath. Yeah. I was like, "Hey, how did you know that?" <laughs> I yeah, was you're there. at church. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you learn all kinds of things when you go to church, Blake. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was the sermon title Paul was sharing. The way up is down exactly. That's exactly what um Pastor Paul Gielen was was sharing on church uh, or sharing at church and through humility is how we rise. Mm, um yeah. Which is so counterintuitive. And in fact, the, the arithmetic of the gospel is so converse to what the world states. Yeah. You know, yeah. every, the way up is down. Yeah. You know, like when, and when Jesus came uh, as a little lower than the angels, like we were just talking about, like it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Why would he do this? It doesn't make, the, the reasoning behind it, it makes no sense at all. So anyway, I'm just, Pumped about I was that. actually blown away during um, Pastor Paul Gillen's sermon about um, you know about humility, and he did a little. Uh, he gave an example of what a problem narcissism is these days, and he showed a, a whole series of books, self help books, all dealing with narcissism. It just really blew my mind. That yeah. is that's a scary thought. Just showing too. you know where our society has gone and what we're dealing with now. But yeah, but thanks Bruce for um, writing that in. Uh, speaking of listeners, we have some new ones. We do. We do. Oh, yes. <laughs> I was waiting for the penny to drop. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, down in Canberra. We've just started to uh, broadcast live down in Canberra, so shout out to Canberra. I just want to say, too, uh, I met someone down in uh, at Canberra National Church, mm-hmm. and it was really, really cool. He was just uh, very supportive of the show. He heard my I voice know. when I was checking into the church. He's like, are you Blake Penland? And I was like, I uh, think so. <laughs> yeah, it's that radio voice. And, uh, and he just was full of compliments and kindness and just, he, he was just a great, great Praise guy and really made my day. So I just want to shout out to our listeners in Canberra and thank you so much for tuning in and uh, getting real with your faith on and, Faith FM. And anyone who, like me, is a bit of a geek about church architecture, Canberra National Church is a really interesting church to check out. It like, is just from a structural point of view. Yeah, well, I think it there. actually is a like heritage listed building or something. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah, it's incredible, and even it even has a pond with some fish. <laughs> so go check it out. <laughs> it Canberra is National cool. Church. Yeah, welcome on board, C Beza. All our listeners down in Canberra. <laughs> I just like my little nickname for Canberra. 
I just made that up. Let's go to the quiz. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so did you, did you figure it out the last one? Can you read it one more time? Okay, okay. What did the Apostle Paul say? <clears throat> Excuse me. Some Christians might do. <clears throat> Sorry, it's my breakfast. It's still going down. What did the Apostle Paul say some Christians might do to the detriment of less mature believers? I got stuck with the phrase stumbling block and then my brain couldn't get anywhere else. But the answer is, you ready? Eat meat. Oh, I was thinking <laughs> eat. Yeah. I was thinking eat. Yeah, because remember how they were like um, having a beef about the... I was having a beef. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> unintentional pun. They were having a beef about the meat that was uh, offered to idols. And right. they were, you know, it was a stumbling block to them. And so Paul was having a little chit-chat with them about that. Oh. So yeah, okay. So Alf- I got I got fifty percent of that. I got, the- only got to eat. <laughs> <laughs> the next one I also didn't figure out, but this is our five hundred point question. What might you call the flames the disciple Cephas used to warm himself the night of Jesus's arrest? Don't say anything, Blake. Have a little think. 500 points. What might you call the flames the disciple Cephas used to warm himself the night of Jesus' arrest? I think I know this one. Yeah. I don't know if you actually know. Maybe you should write it down. Give us a call. The number is 0491-064-669. You can call or text our studio and have a chat to DJ Shell. What might you call the flames the disciple Cephas used to warm himself the night of Jesus' arrest? Mm. Mm. I'm excited for that one. I yeah. Did. Well, I've got an idea of what it is, but I'm not going to say anything. I almost got it. Like I had like half of it, and I was sort of, you know, you know, just sort of skating around the the last one, but I couldn't figure it out. Okay. Well, I'm I'm gonna. In my defense, at that point, I had just woken up. So. <laughs> <laughs> Many people who are listening now, too. So that's not much of a defense. Sorry. It's now like almost nine nine a.m. Hey, don't judge people who <laughs> sleep in. Rolling. I'm, those are my people. Okay. <laughs> Sure, sure. Okay, (laughs) let's get back into our Bible study. We are doing the 20 million movement. We are going through the book of Hebrews. We are on uh, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 10. Would you be able to read maybe just 10 and 11 for us? Sure. Yeah. God, for for whom and through whom everything was made, chose to bring many children into glory. And it was only right that he should make Jesus, through his suffering, a perfect leader, fit to bring them into their salvation. So now Jesus and the ones he makes holy have the same father. That is why Jesus is not ashamed to call them his brothers and sisters. Ooh. Wow, that was really cool. That is cool. So yeah. according to this, who made everything? God. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it's fitting for him. Well, no, not just God. Well, I mean, yes, God. Mm-hmm. But remember in the context of what we were just reading, what, mm-hmm. what verse 9, who is it talking about in verse 9? Jesus. That's right. Yeah. So it's fitting for Jesus, for whom all things and by whom are all things. So mm-hmm. you, it's very, this is, this is a crazy thought, especially when I talk to atheists. With the very breath that atheists are breathing and the very voice that was given to them by their creator, they are denying the existence of the God who is sustaining their life. Wow. Isn't that a crazy thought? Yeah, it's mind-boggling to think. Yeah. Yeah. I I just, you know, when we think about who God is and what he does, it's incredible. It is, yeah. I I mean, just saying that, you know, he 
He made everything and he made it all through him. He chose to bring many children into glory. I mean, that really just speaks of his character. That he's, you know, he wants many children in heaven with him. Mm-hmm. That he wants to be their father. Yeah. I, you know, I believe that um, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all Amen. should repent and come to the Lord. And so God, I believe God has predestined all of us to be saved, but through our decisions and our choices, mm-hmm. we, some, sadly, have rejected that free gift of salvation. Yeah. God's not willing to lose any of us. He loves us. That's his plan for us. And yeah, like you said, through our choices, we can choose to step in and out of that destiny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Free will choice is kind of the theme of the whole Bible, mm-hmm. really, you know? And it's a it's a beautiful uh reminder that God has a plan for our salvation. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us for our 20 million movement. We were going to pick this up tomorrow where we have left off here in chapter two. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Welcome back to Faith FM. You are joining us live for the breakfast show. And with who? <laughs> with okay, let me get this right. Conspiracy King Blake and Mon of the Order of the Flawless Skin. Amen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and it is time for me to give away the final answer for the final section of the, uh, the quiz. So it was a 500-point uh, quiz question. What might you call the flames the disciple Cephas used to warm himself the night of Jesus' arrest? Blake, your guess was? The blame flame. An excellent guess, but incorrect. The answer was Peter's heaters. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a great quiz. I really appreciate that. Good quiz there, um, DJ Shell. I want I want to hear some more rhyming ones tomorrow. That was great. <laughs> She's like, no. <laughs> hey, if you have some uh, some rhyming uh, quiz questions that we could use. Yeah, text us in and let us know what we can use. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. There's going to be some fantastic people out there. I've got I've got one that I'm going to share and just see if anyone texts in for tomorrow. Okay. 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 Who was the first orphan in the Bible? Oh, I'm going to be thinking about that all day. Thanks, Blake. <laughs> but it's not who you think. Okay. Okay. Give us who is the first orphan in the Bible? It's a it's a it's a bit of a pun. Uh, oh, it's a bit of fun. Okay, well, give us a give us a text if you think you know. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. It is now time for cool question of the day. <laughs> I can't believe they made a machine do this. I can do that myself. <laughs> you should have seen Mon's face. She was like about to just pump out question of the day and then blasted with the the sound bite. It's she so was funny. just like, it's quick. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's so funny because DJ Shell was like, give me a little signal when you're about to do question of the day. I just thought she meant she was going to like record it special or something. I didn't realize she meant she was going to like do the intro jingle. Oh, it's been a while since I've done radio and that's new. Anyway, it is. I love it. <laughs> it I'm going to try and remember that for next time. Okay. So question of the day today. Blake, are you yep. ready for this? I hope so. If angels have no sex organs, yep. how did heavenly beings have sex with women before the blood? Um, the flood, sorry. Whoa. <laughs> I'm just really massacring this, aren't I? Yeah. If angels have Not no sex sure organs, that one. how did heavenly beings have sex with women before the flood? Yes. Okay. So first off, what I want to say on that is uh, they didn't. 
mm-hmm. um, because that's a reference to Genesis chapter six, which is in reference to essentially the world spiraling out of control, and it's a terrible, awful experience all around. But what happens here is it says that the sons of God, right? Actually, let's let's just go there. Let's look yep. at there really quick because I think it's important. So we're going to go to Genesis chapter six um, to give us. Uh, a clear example of what's happening here. This question comes from Freco, by the way. Thank you, Freco, for um, sending this one in. If you have a question, you can um, text it to us, 0491-064-669. Okay, so in uh, chapter 6 here, verse 2, Genesis chapter 6, verse 2, the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose, right? And so mm-hmm. that's like the reference there that has it. And then it says, there were, in verse 4, there were giants uh, on the earth in those days, and also afterwards, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, and they bore children to them, those were the mighty men who were of old men of renown. Now, there's two ways to interpret this. Um, there are people who believe that these are uh, fallen angels that have uh, been able to recreate or procreate with uh, the daughters of men. Uh, But there's another interpretation that these sons of God are actually the men in the lineage of Seth Mm. who are procreating with the daughters of men who are in the lineage of Cain. Which makes sense. What we're just reading in Hebrews, where he says, you know, God wants us to be his children. He wants to be our father. So, you know, we could all be sons and daughters of God. Yes. So it's not necessarily a reference to angels. No, it's it's definitely not. Um, people use the, because of, they use the word Nephilim uh, there as well, too. They say, well, that's a reference to that as well. Um, but we also know, I mean, that this is the reason why they, they interpret it this way. But it is uh, generally accepted that this is not an interpretation of demons who are uh, either incubuses or succubuses, uh, basically uh, having intercourse with... Uh, humans. It's not possible. And we know this uh, from Jesus later on. He even said, well, they, they try to trick Jesus into, you know, there's a woman who dies and, uh, or there's a man who dies and her, her, or his wife then marries the brother, then he dies, and then he dies, and then the next brother dies, and the next brother dies, and the next brother dies. And then they're like, in the resurrection, who is going to be that person's husband? Mm. Um, and then Jesus says, well, first off, the Sadducees don't even believe in the resurrection. So mm-hmm. he's like, first off, you're just saying stuff that you don't even believe, first of all. But secondly, in heaven, angels don't procreate like humans do as well, too. And so we need to understand. And I think actually, sorry, can we, we just, I just need a little bit more time here. I want to say as well, too, this is one of the reasons why Satan and demons are so angry is because while humans, we're created in the image of God, we can procreate, mm-hmm. demons can't. And that's mm-hmm. actually one of the things that makes Satan hate humans so much because he doesn't have that ability. God mm-hmm. did not give angels the ability to procreate. So even though we were talking about angels earlier, we're a little lower than the angels. We have this ability that is God-given that only uh, we can, on, on, like as human beings, we can procreate with, through, obviously through the help of the creator, God. Wow, I've never so, thought about it like that. That's incredible. Yeah, that's what yeah. makes him so angry about it. And so anyway, that's my that's my take on that. Uh, you can look that up a little bit more, but that's they're the sons of Seth, not not fallen angels. Got a question? 0491-064-669. You are listening to Faith FM. Woo! 
and we are here with the Mon of the Order of the Flawless Skin mm-hmm. and Blake, Conspiracy King, apparently. Yeah. Uh, we are uh, doing the breakfast show live, and we're coming to the end. I'm all I'm sad already, but I'm looking yeah. forward to tomorrow. Tomorrow is a brand new day. The Leave Team will be back covering <laughs> for Lyle and Lawson. <laughs> Hashtag Leave Team. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you have been listening to uh, Faith FM. Talk faith, live faith, act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. For being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1 800 Faith FM.